guys, gals, and everyone in between, welcome to Salted Spirit, a podcast about spirituality and psychic shit. I'm your host, Jessica, and today's topic is one of my personal favorites, crystals. Welcome back, everyone. As we all know, I am very fond of crystal gems. And where did that fondness stem from? We are the crystal gems. We'll always save the day. Thanks to the brilliant creative mind of Rebecca Sugar, I was able to start my spiritual journey. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one because many of the people who I would fangirl about with over the show in high school are also into similar things. So what's up, y'all? You should join my podcast for an interview. So as always, there's a lot of information on crystals. There are various types. There are various uses. Some share the same uses. Some work differently with others for different uses. It's like chemistry, but personally, I wasn't too good in chemistry. So maybe I'm not as good as I thought about explaining this. Anyway, we're not worrying about that. We're not worrying about it. It's okay. Everything's passed beyond that. We're fine. (laughs) So today I'll be giving you a little bit of background on crystals, their uses throughout history, as well as how that contributes to their metaphysical and spiritual properties. So coming from the earth, healing crystals harness the life-giving elements of the earth and the universe. Some have even existed since the beginning of time. Crystals harness their energy from the sun, the moon, the oceans, as well as the earth from which they are brought from. And they proceed to connect us with the earth as soon as we come in contact with them. Now the idea of crystals having healing powers is something that has existed as long as they have. And while there are many different stories explaining of how people have been able to utilize crystals or how they have helped in healing processes, be it physical or spiritual or so on, But in the end, it really does depend on the individual as well as their knowledge, intuitive power, and their own experience with crystals as well. So why exactly do crystals work? Our friend Clear Quartz has been on the Earth since the beginning of time. Even today, quartz makes up about 12% of the Earth's crust and it is used in almost every kind of technology. So think about it. If it's possible for crystals to communicate through computer chips, how can it not be possible for that same vibrational energy to be transformed and communicated in other ways? As long as you keep your intention and you keep your mind open and your attitudes positive, Positive, you'll be receiving the healing vibrations of these crystals as well as the amplified attractive properties for whatever it is you are utilizing it to bring into your life. Now to better understand the significance of crystals on Earth, it's important to acknowledge that scientists believe that the Earth's core is made up of 1,500 miles of crystals. So in other words, yes, it's scientifically proven that the cluster is real. <laughs> Only my SU fam's gonna get that. The cluster. As we mentioned before, healing stones have existed since the beginning of time, likely existed long before plants and animals. Even today, they continue to form throughout the planet and take different colors as they emerge through the surface. It's almost as if you can look at them as the first or the original tool. And that's exactly what they are. Tools for your craft, tools for your manifestations, tools for healing. One of the first pieces of scientific evidence relating to the power of crystals was done by IBM scientist Marcel Vogel. I have no idea if I'm even pronouncing that remotely correctly. Please at me on that if you would. And while studying crystals under a microscope, Marcel noticed that they took form of whatever he was thinking about. In this, he hypothesized that the vibrations were a result of a constant assembling and dissembling of bonds between molecules. So this is some real science stuff right here. Even Albert Einstein said that everything in life is a vibration. Just like sound waves, your thoughts match the vibrations of everything you're trying to manifest in your life. There's also a geographical aspect to this. Crystals are found all over the planet and certain kinds are only found in certain parts of the world. And it is these different locations and pressures that create all the different types of crystals as well as different color variations. Historically, in the earliest days of humanity, there were signs that gems were used as amulets as well as talismans. There were some found in Great Britain made of Baltic amber dated back about 30,000 years ago, as well as written evidence of crystals being used in ancient Samaria. 
So we know that to properly utilize our crystals, we need a clear and open mind and a set intention. Or more specifically, when using crystals, how do you craft one? Now, it's not as simple as you hold the crystal in your hand and you say, hi, I want you to do this for me. No, you need to work with the energy and the vibrations as we've been talking about. And I remember when I was new to this and actually realizing that crystals have healing properties. Remember, I come from this from a fangirl standpoint. If I'm watching something for fantasy purposes, I'm not exactly looking for the scientific or historical context. But this is also why children's television exists, so we can mask it in lighthearted humor and fart jokes. So when crafting and setting an intention, and this is for anything you use, be it spell work, tools, vibing, whatever you want to do. When crafting your intention, you want to start by setting goals that align with your values, aspirations, and purposes. Firstly, decide what matters to you. What are your values and how is this going to help you keep them or change them? Are you using this crystal to help you find out your true values? Are you using it to connect to yourself deeper? Sometimes you may not entirely know on the surface, but the more you introspect, and I get it can be a dangerous thing at times, but we're not so much introspecting for the sake of overthinking as much as self-reflecting and seeing where our true values lie, what is most dear to us, what is it that we are passionate about. And then the next thing you need to do is explore the things that you need to change. Maybe you want to change those values. Maybe you want to take on a more positive outlook. Maybe you want to change your perspective, open your third eye. And once you find that intention, once you find what you want to change, once you find what you want to bring into fruition, you need to focus on that thing. Be specific. What do you feel when you think about this thing? If it's something you're trying to bring into your life, how would you feel with this thing in your life? When utilizing things like crystals, you need to focus that feeling, that energy, into the intention and once you set that and program that into your crystal you will be able to utilize its powers to amplify your intention to raise the vibrations of your intention and the more you think about it the more it will activate in the energy oh and the moon just moved into leo as i'm recording this look at that so now that I'm sure I've talked your ear off enough about why crystals should be working for you, and if you don't believe so, basically just get off my podcast right now. You're a hater. We don't need your negative vibes. Anyway, just kidding. All are welcome. It's positive and welcoming environment here. Yeah, anyway. So now that we know how to set your intentions, we can talk about how you can program your crystal. But first, let's have a little word from our sponsor, Anchor. Now back to regularly scheduled programming. So once your intention is clear and you have it set, if you're choosing to work with crystals, the best way to do this is to program your crystal with that intention. But first, let's talk about what to do when getting a crystal. So when purchasing a crystal, the best way to do it is to be in person because when in person, you are able to feel the energies. And as we've discussed, it's better to sense the energies. And I've had that feeling when I hold my crystals in my hands and I'm just meditating and really feeling it. I can feel the energies radiate. Again, some of you, if you're beginners, you might not be able to actually feel it, but if you want to get used to the feeling, just rub your hands together and that tingling, warm, fuzzy feeling, if you are sensing energies, it would feel similar to that. Now, obviously not everything is going to be accessible to you, especially in these times. It's going to be very hard to find a metaphysical or crystal shop open at this time, I am pretty sure. But even if you have to resort to ordering online, I've done it as well. But what you want to do in any case, as soon as you acquire a crystal, you need to 
cleanse it. As I talked about in my last episode with my clear quartz, it's important to cleanse your crystals. And you can cleanse them and recharge them with sunlight, moonlight, water, uh, burying it in the soil. There's so many different ways, so many different methods. As I discussed in my second episode, I gave my crystals a salt bath under the light of, I believe it was a full moon. If not, it was definitely close to that phase. And there are so many ways to cleanse your crystals. And this applies to anything else as well. But we will be talking about all the different types and how to do so in a later episode. Now, why do we clean our crystals before we use them? The same reason you wash your underwear after you buy it because you don't know what nasty things have been in there by that i mean your crystal came through a long journey from its birth it came from the ground it pushed through to make its way there or it was dug up and displaced while it gains the energy from where it came it is also picked up the energy on its journey from the, the earth to your hand to your pocket wherever so it needs to be cleansed properly if you want it to work at its fullest potential for your intention and this cleansing and recharging process is important to upkeep whether you want to reprogram the crystal for a new intention or if you want to upkeep that same vibrational energy for whatever your intention is now programming your crystal we've gotten the crystal we know why it works we know how to cleanse it now we are going to learn how to program it now again There are many different ways of doing this, but by setting your intention, thinking about it, you're putting that energy into the universe, raising the vibration of the intention. Now, how I have been programming my crystals, I have learned through the advice of Shanetta's Divine Tarot on YouTube, and she cleansed her crystal using sound, then programmed her intentions into her crystal via blowing on it. Now, you can just put your thought into it and use that to set your intention, but when you add the physical element, it raises the vibrations. When you say things that you want, You're putting that intention out into the universe and the higher the vibrations are, the easier they will radiate back to you. When programming your crystal, no matter what type it is, hold it in your hand and think about your intention. What is it that you want to accomplish with this tool? This tool that has traveled so far to find you, to aid you in your manifestations. Think about what you want. Think about what you are trying to attract. Is it a person? Is it a thing? Or is it simply just to feel more in balance? Whatever your intention is, think about it and think how you feel. Think about the feeling of what it will be like once you receive what you have been asking for. So now that you understand not only what your intention is, but how it feels, you can now focus that energy, that feeling, and you're going to blow your intentions into your crystal. And you don't have to blow onto your crystal. I'm sure there are other ways to program it as well. Simply just focusing on the stone alone and setting the intention will program it. I personally do believe that putting it into the physical world, for example, by blowing into the crystal or igniting a flame and placing the crystal next to the flame to ignite the intention, so to speak, holding it while you meditate, whatever the case may be. The more you interact with it, the more you will think about it, which will further raise the vibrations. I can't stress it enough. You're literally just going to obsess over whatever this is. So now that your crystal is programmed, you can utilize it to do whatever you want. You can place crystals all over your home to ground you, give you a sense of balance. So if it's something that you want to carry with you, keep it with you. If it's something that you want to focus on a specific place. For example, amethyst is a very helpful stone to use when it comes to the topics of dreams. So I will keep my amethyst close to my bed or under my pillow. And you would do so accordingly with whatever you want, whatever your intention is, whatever your crystal is programmed with, keep it with it. Now, just because a crystal is not physically there, if an item has been in the presence of a crystal or charged with a crystal, then the 
connection definitely won't be as strong, but it will not be totally severed. Now that we know all about how to cleanse, charge, and utilize crystals, let's talk about the crystal of the day. Another one of my personal favorites, rose quartz. So rose quartz, as anyone who loves crystals is well aware of, is a very powerful crystal for amplifying and attracting romance. And it does so by creating an emotional balance within oneself. While it can attract a potential partner, rose quartz also focuses mostly on self-love. And this is how most of it works by working on yourself and what you will emit, you will receive back to you in return. Rose quartz is also said to enhance one's sensitivity to beauty, art, and music. Since it works to offer a sense of inner peace and harmony, it can also balance out one's emotions as well. Rose quartz can also enhance one's compassion, patience, and forgiveness, and enhance your capacity to love yourself and others. Rose quartz is also said to help in treating depression, assisting in weight loss, and leaving clear and smooth skin. And rose quartz is also a great stone for fertility. And for those of you who don't know Steven Universe, is also actually reflective in the show because the main character, the matriarch, is of a rose quartz. Historically, rose quartz is a symbol of love and beauty, and the astrological signs for it are Taurus and Libra. And next we have our tarot of the day. Today's tarot of the day is the Nine of Pentacles. In a general context, the Nine of Pentacles is a great omen as it represents success, independence, confidence, freedom, security, as well as stability. It is representative of prosperity and wealth gained through hard work, self-discipline and control, and self-reliance. If you receive this card in its upright position, it signifies that you have worked hard to create the success that you are now experiencing, and this is a sign that it is time to enjoy. This card is similar to Rose Quartz in the sense that it signifies beauty, as well as grace, elegance, as well as sophistication. So this could be a sign that you'll be moving on to a more luxurious lifestyle, ya bougie bitch. Anyway, Bruh. this card will also tell you that you have gained maturity and wisdom through your past experiences and efforts. A person who is the Nine of Pentacles is a strong, independent woman who is beautiful and sophisticated and has worked hard to get where she is. So ladies, say it louder. Who run the world? Now, when this card is pulled in the reverse, in a general context, it can indicate just the opposite, a lack of independence, confidence, freedom, or stability. This card in the reverse position could signify laziness, someone who's trying to get the reward without putting the work in. And as we've known and said, you receive what you put out. So if you're not putting anything out, you're not going to be receiving it. These people can tend to come across as cheap, shallow, or tacky. However, this card could also mean someone who is working hard in their life but in doing so is losing sight of their priorities and losing touch in other areas, creating a sense of imbalance. There is also an element of dishonesty and deceit represented by this card in the reverse position, so be sure not to overindulge when this card appears because it could be an indicator of a lack in self-control. And whereas this card in the upper right represents grace, sophistication, and style, this card pulled in the reverse position represents just the opposite. So you're ratchet. If this card is representing a person, this could represent a woman who is very superficial and reckless and deceitful and also lacks a sense of confidence, maturity, or sophistication. And I, oh. But anyway, that is all that I have for you guys today. Before I go, let me leave you with some affirmations. As always, you can say them aloud right now with me quietly to yourself or write them down and save them for later. I am grateful for the universe and the bounty that it has provided. I am grateful to have the opportunity to use the ancient tools at my disposal to bring forth what I wish to possess. I am balanced. I am in balance with myself with the help of the crystals I utilize. 
I can sense their energy with me. I take these gifts and hold them with pride. I use their amplifying powers to radiate my own energy, to attract what I wish to receive, as well as to give what I would wish to receive. I will do so accepting humbly, forever grateful. Still didn't script those, so I still don't know if they're good or not. And with that, that is all that I have for you guys today. Please sure to like and share this podcast. If you know anyone who'd like to listen, let them know it exists. So with that, I hope you have an amazing day. Keep those vibrations high and stay positive.